this is a hog. Now, I want to call it a pig, but it wasn't really a pig because it had like tusks. It looked like Pumbaa from Lion King, right? This was a hog. It was a black hog. And, and to my knowledge at this point, it is just walking around freely in my neighborhood. Now, like I said, there are no farms nearby. There is no livestock nearby as far as I know. So this pig is just a stray pig. Now, I'm intrigued. I'm locked in. And you know what I say to myself? I say, I have to record this for my out-of-character family because they might not believe me. I tell all of these crazy stories about Texas, but maybe they don't believe me. Maybe I need actual footage because this sounds insane. A pig roaming around the suburbs? A black pig at that? This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome to another episode of the greatest podcast in the world. That's right, I said it, the greatest podcast in the world, the Out of Character Podcast, episode 39, episode 39 of the Out of Character Podcast. As always, I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. We hope you enjoy the show. Please like, please subscribe, please follow, please share, all that good stuff that the young kids do. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being patient as we slowly bust out these episodes, man. I'm feeling really good. This is the second week in a row where I have been able to record and put out a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel good. I feel like I'm back. The basketball season starting. The soccer season is getting into playoffs, so I'm getting super busy. But I feel like I thrive when I'm busy. I feel like the less sleep I get the better I do. And ladies and gentlemen, I am feeling so good. I'm so ready to talk to y'all. I'm so ready to get episode 39 started. And as I like to do, I have to start the show talking about my son, my little man, my six-year-old, my first grader, little man got scholar of the month. And from what he said, he is the only first grader to receive scholar of the month at his school so far. So of course I'm proud. Of course, I'm proud of my little man. And of course, I got to shout my little man out and give him some love to start the episode because he not only got Scholar of the Month, but he played quarterback for football this weekend and he threw touchdowns like it was nobody's business. If you're watching, I got to show the video clips. I'm so proud of my little man, the way he was able to throw, the way he was able to move that thing, not just because it's sports, not just because I love sports, not just because he loves sports, but because all summer long when he was staying here with me, we worked at it. We worked at so many different things, man. We worked at the fundamentals of the game, how to throw, how to throw accurately, how to still put power behind something while still throwing accurately. We worked on all these things. And let me tell you, I feel like I have a good work ethic. I feel like I work hard. But let me tell you, my son already has a work ethic that is way further than mine's ever was at his age. This little man loves to work. This little man loves to get after it, and he works so hard. So to see all his hard work pay off, not only on the field, but in school as well, because we work hard on the books too, ladies and gentlemen, to see him do so well and just to be shining and for all his hard work to be paying off, ladies and gentlemen, it makes me so happy. And I try to remind him that this is what hard work can do for you. This is what trying, putting your best foot forward, putting effort in, putting in the extra work where maybe others aren't, this is what you will get. So of course I gotta get him toys, of course I gotta get him shoes, of course I gotta make him understand that listen, 
all you got to do in this life is work hard and everything else will pay off. Yes, there's going to be tough times. Yes, you won't always accomplish every single thing you set out to do. But I promise you, if you work hard, that end goal will be reached. And I hope he's learning that. Shout out to my son. Shout out to my little man. I always got to start the show off talking about my boy because I'm so proud of him and I love him so much. Now, if you've listened to previous shows, you maybe have heard me start a segment called only in texas now if you are a first time listener you may not know i'm actually in san antonio texas i recently moved here for work i am out here the out of character studios is out here we are in texas baby and let me tell you there is not a place on this earth quite like texas now i'm not going to say just san antonio because i don't think this is just a san antonio thing if anything i think san antonio is one of the calmer cities in texas but let me tell you Texas is a lawless land. If you've listened before, you've heard me say this, and I truly mean it. Texas is a lawless land. And when I say a lawless land, I mean that anything can happen here. Anything goes, it feels like. I mean, everybody's walking around pistoled up, right? Everybody's strapped up, which you would think would mean everybody would be pretty, pretty calm, right? But no, everybody is a character out here. And for me, I love that kind of shit, right? I love being around characters, funny people, and for the most part, people are nice. But like I said, you never know what you were gonna see when you were out in Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, because of my schedule, I try to get to the gym around 5 a.m., right? That's when it opens up, so I try to get there when it opens, just so I have the rest of the day to do whatever I need to do to get done. So, it is about 5 a.m., maybe actually about 6 a.m. I think I'm running a little late because the sun is actually out at this point. Usually by 5, the sun isn't out just yet, so I think it's about 6, I'm running a little late. So, I'm backing out of my driveway now, let me precursor this by saying I live in the burbs. I live in the most suburban neighborhood maybe I've ever lived in. Let me tell you, there's like statues, there's a pool, there's gazebos, there's like a free library where you can just go and drop off books and take books and like nobody steals all the books. So I'm in a pretty nice neighborhood, let me tell you. So like I said, in the suburbs, you can only expect so much, right? It's very, very quiet. It's very, very calm. Cars aren't speeding by driving fast. You know, I used to live in the city. I used to live in the city, so I got accustomed to a certain type of living. And let me tell you, the suburbs is nothing like that. It's very, very calm, right? However, I have neighbors. Now, not my direct neighbors, but the ones right across from my direct neighbors. And I have had just this nagging suspicion that they are harboring livestock. Now, I know you're saying, oh, well, it's Texas. People have cattle. People have all kinds of things. There's farms everywhere. But like I said, I am in the suburbs. Ain't no farms near me. Ain't no farms at all. I live in a cul-de-sac. That's the suburbs as it gets. But I have had a strange inkling that these neighbors are harboring something, right? There's just something about them that makes me feel like something's going on. And there's also an aroma in the air sometimes that smells livestock-ish, right? Like, they, like it's not just dog poop. It's a different type of poop in the atmosphere. I've noticed these things, but I haven't been able to catch them doing anything. I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything alarming. Until this day, until this day when I'm running just a tad bit late to go to the gym, I am backing out of my driveway, right? And of course, as you back out, you being very safe, right? You look at your rear view, you look at your side view mirrors. And I look at my side view mirror and I see this creature. Now, another thing about Texas is at any time you could run into some type of wildlife, coyotes, foxes stray dogs there's stray dogs all over texas i don't know why but there's just dogs roaming the streets out here 
in Texas. So because of that, a lot of people like walk around with sticks. Like if, if you see ladies like jogging, you know how ladies like to jog around the suburbs. Well, they jog with massive sticks. They jog with weapons because of how much wildlife you can run into. And like I said, we are in the suburbs. So I see this creature and I said, oh my goodness, this is my running. This is one of those wildlife creatures that just happens to be out and about. And it's early, so it's probably just roaming around. But as I take a closer look, I realize that this is a hog. Now I wanna call it a pig, but it wasn't really a pig because it had like tusks. It looked like Pumbaa from Lion King, right? This was a hog, it was a black hog. And, and to my knowledge at this point, it is just walking around freely in my neighborhood. Now, like I said, there are no farms nearby. There is no livestock nearby as far as I know. So this pig is just a stray pig. Now I'm intrigued, I'm locked in, and you know what I say to myself? I say, I have to record this for my out-of-character family because they might not believe me. I tell all of these crazy stories about Texas, but maybe they don't believe me. Maybe I need actual footage, because this sounds insane. A pig roaming around the suburbs? A black pig at that? So I said, you know what, I'm gonna back up more. I'm gonna get video of this. I take my phone out, I turn my car around, and I drive slowly up to this house where this pig is grazing on grass, right? And when I pull up, I realize there are a couple outside with the pig, an older white couple. They um look very Texas-esque is what I'll say, right? Very, 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 very white. And so I pull up and, you know, I have my phone out because I'm recording. And so I see Buddy off the rip, right? And like, you know, this is Texas. So you can't just run up on people out in Texas, right? Especially not in a black truck as a big black man. So immediately I said something. I said, you know what, sir? I am sorry for recording you, but this is the most Texas I have ever seen. Only in Texas, ladies and gentlemen, will a hog just be roaming free in the middle of the suburbs. And the people looked at me as if I was the one that had the problem. Like, why are you recording this pig? Have you never seen a pig walking around the suburbs before? That's how they looked at me. And it's funny because it didn't register to me immediately what the guy said when I pulled up. But I'm pretty sure he said some long lines. Like, oh, don't worry. He belongs here. Now, I don't know if he's saying he belongs here and I don't, but brother, I live right up the street and my house is way bigger than yours. So first of all, watch your mouth. Second of all, I was so blown away by this pig and that like I thought it was a pet. So I'm just like freaking out here. I'm just laughing. I'm freaking out. So I didn't really realize the disrespect the brother said. So I just kept it moving, right? So I drove off and I posted on social media. I posted on TikTok. I posted on Instagram because I wanted people to know what I had stumbled across in Texas. Because like I said, if you aren't familiar with Texas or the South or just being in the country, you would not expect things like that. And I was not expecting things like that. So I wanted to share it with the world. And as I'm sharing it, of course, I've been here for a little while. So I have a lot of friends, even family that are very familiar with Texas. So people start hitting me up and cracking up. And I'm like, I can just not believe that happened. I can't believe my neighbors have a pet pig that I've never seen before. I've been here for a year now and I have never seen this pig anywhere. So I am flabbergasted, right? And now all my friends from texas are cracking up and laughing at me not because i'm shocked by the pig but because i did not realize why this couple had this pig now like i said i assumed that this pig was a pet like i said it was pumbaa right it was a cute little cute little pig it was black it was thick it was strong i was like oh this is a pig that has been loved and cared for then one of my friends hit me up one of my friends hit me up and said b I don't think that's a pet. What do you mean it's not a pet? Why else would this couple have a pig? 
Why would they have a pig, right? What could they possibly need a pig for? And my friend, let me know why people in Texas may just have random pigs. Because they cook the pigs. Pumbaa was about to get cooked. This little piglet that I was in awe of was about to get cooked. But I really didn't believe it. I'm like, nah, nah, that's crazy. That sounds like some wild Texas stuff, right? That sounds like we're stereotyping Texas people. They aren't that crazy. Because in order for them to cook this pig, this is a live pig. That means they had to hog tie the pig. That means they had to kill the pig, slaughter the pig, cut the pig up. They had to do all of these things to the pig, right? And I'm in the suburbs. That is not happening in my suburban white neighborhood, right? There is no way that that is what's going down so this is i believe like a thursday right so the weekend hasn't approached yet but i already said to my friend i said listen i don't know what's going on but i do know if i smell barbecue this weekend if i see people congregating at this crib this weekend i am going to know for sure what really went down and honestly at this point at first i was startled by my neighbors having a pet pig but at this point i am praying i am hoping that they have this pig as a pet and not as food not as a meal that not only are they about to cook but they are about to slaughter and kill right next to me just a few steps away from me at this point i even feel an emotional attachment to the pigs i've watched the video a few times i've looked at the pig i'm like oh my gosh this is a cute little piggy and you're gonna slaughter it you're gonna kill it you're gonna cook it and who knows the relationship they had prior with this pig? Who knows how long? They may have raised this pig from a piglet. They may have time invested in this pig. So I wait patiently. I wait patiently. Thursday passes. No cookouts. Friday passes. No cookouts. Saturday comes. And it's about 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I notice cars starting to come in slowly but surely. Parking all over the place. People are parking in front of my house. People are parking on the grass that the pig was, was grazing on. There's a party going on. There's a fiesta going on at this house. And then I go to my backyard. Because our backyards, I could see, you know, the line of backyards through my cul-de-sac, right? So I, I go out there. And sure enough, people. Sure enough, ladies and gentlemen, there was a smoke that could only come from one of the livest barbecues that you've ever seen in Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not see for sure, but the smell, the sounds, the optics looked as if my neighbors not only cooked this pig but slaughtered it ladies and gentlemen in my white suburban neighborhood only in texas only in texas would you witness something like that or know something like that is happening and like i said it was like six o'clock in the morning so they were trying to hide it they were actually trying to be pretty calm about it but the minute i locked eyes with that white man and i looked at his pit i should have known i should have known he was up to no good if you're watching i'm showing a photo of this guy right now i'm showing the videos i probably showed it multiple times this guy looked like a menace and i should have known and i honestly was close enough to the pig to save it i could have picked the pig up Taking it, I don't know what the fuck I would have taken it to, but I could have taken it somewhere and saved it from getting slaughtered. 
But I do have to admit, ladies and gentlemen, that pig smelled delicious. It took everything in me not to knock on my neighbor's door. One, to ask what really went down, because you know me, it's a journalist in me. I'm curious. And two, to ask for some ribs. Because I guarantee you, Pumbaa was delightful. I guarantee you. And like I said, I ain't judging nobody for eating, you know what I'm saying, for cooking, doing all that stuff, having a family barbecue. You know, it's, it's summertime. The summertime's in and we got to celebrate. I just was shocked. There are so many things that happen now that I am here in the suburbs, in the South, that I am so surprised of. And I have so much more to tell you guys, ladies and gentlemen. This is not the last time I will have an only in Texas story, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 39. Episode 39 of the greatest podcast in the world. Your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, your mama's favorite podcast, the Out of Character Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 39. 39. As always. I am delighted to be your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me VC. You can call me VC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. We hope you've enjoyed thus far. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Thank you for kicking with us. We love you. Welcome back to the crib family. Now, I'm not done. We got a lot more episodes to go, ladies and gentlemen. And as you may know, Sometimes wild, egregious, and out of character things get put on the desk of our studios. And people send me stuff all the time, right? Just so I could see the craziness that is going on in this world. And sometimes it's not just America's craziness. Because a lot of times we're talking about things that go on in America that is crazy. But sometimes I get the refreshing revelation that America isn't the only crazy place in the world. There are other places in the world that are far crazier than America where things happen. That could never happen in America. That would be deemed illegal, if anything, in America. Ladies and gentlemen, I stumbled across an article that explained how people in Denmark leave their babies outside to get fresh air. They allow their babies, like infants, babies, newborn babies, to sleep outside unattended. So say they're going to a coffee shop, right? They have their baby with them. They have it in a stroller. They will leave the stroller in front of the coffee shop outside by itself and go have their coffee. Go have a meal. Go have a date. Go eat. Go do whatever you want to do, right? But they'll leave their babies outside unattended. So much so that there's photo and video of just carriages of babies left by their lonesome outside. Ladies and gentlemen, I could not make this up. Yes, newborn infant babies. You imagine if we tried that in America? Not only would those babies disappear in a heartbeat, the parents of said babies would be locked up and would never be allowed to have kids again. That is how serious that is. But in Denmark, they don't worry about that. People don't steal babies. People don't kidnap in Denmark, I guess. Now, at first, I read this article and I couldn't believe it, right? I could not believe what I was reading. So, what I like to do when I need to find facts, when I need the hard evidence to support articles and things I've read online, I go to the one place that I know would never lie to me. One of the best informational sources out in America right now, I went to TikTok. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I went to TikTok and I found this video going into deeper detail about what these parents do with their babies in Denmark. Listen up. The Danish practice of having your baby sleep outside in their stroller is not only the cultural norm, but it's even recommended by our midwives and baby nurses. Fresh air is said to keep babies healthy and help them sleep better. And napping your baby in their stroller outside is done in all sorts of weather. 
Babies are dressed in lightweight wool and have a down duvet, which regulate the baby's body temperature, keep them warm without overheating. It's common to leave your baby napping outside while you go shopping or sit in a cafe. Parents always keep a close eye or have a baby monitor in the stroller. Babies here don't get kidnapped because no one wants the responsibility of someone else's kid. Especially when our healthcare system does everything they can to help everyone who wants a baby to have their own at little to no cost. Some people ask why I would have my baby sleep in her stroller outside while we're at home. It's for her to get the benefits of fresh air. It's her most familiar sleeping surface at this point. And I love that if my family and I ever want to go somewhere while she's napping, we're never stuck at home. Do babies sleep outside in your country or does this sound crazy? Now that is some I can feel. That is definitely something I can understand. I would never want the responsibility of taking care of somebody else's child. I would never want to do that. But that is putting a lot of trust into crazy psychotic kidnappers right like do you think kidnappers are using logic like before they take this little baby are they saying to themselves oh i don't want the responsibility of this baby no they're saying oh i can sell this baby for a couple grand and continue about my day because their parents ain't around oh we leave baby monitors with the babies so that they're safe what the f is a baby monitor gonna do how is that going to stop a kidnapper? Well, that kidnapper is going to find a baby monitor, toss it into the bushes, and continue about its business. Yes, lady, you sound insane. No, we do not allow our babies to be unattended in America. We would never allow that to happen. The negligence in Denmark. How dare you guys have babies just to leave them outside by themselves so they can get fresh air? Did you hear? Oh, well, you could still go out and get things done if you have a baby. You don't have to worry about blah, blah, blah. How about you don't have a baby? If it's that important for you to run your errands where your baby has to be left outside. Now, granted, what do I know? What do I know? Right? I don't have all the parent answers, right? I don't have all of the insight that the perfect parent has. Maybe we're messed up. Maybe we have things wrong in America. And sometimes I have to ask myself that, right? But maybe it's America's fault that we are not safe enough to allow our babies to be left unattended. But I really would love to look at the statistics in Denmark and see how many kidnappings happen. Because according to that lady, kidnappings don't take place in Denmark because all these people are too socially aware to know that kids are too much of a burden to steal. Now, I wasn't able to find the like exact statistics for the number of kidnappings that happened in Denmark. However, the United States has the most kidnappings in the world by far. So at first I watched that video and I judge, right? I say, what the hell are they doing? They're crazy. We would never do that in America. But then when you look at the statistics, you say, holy maybe we should leave our babies outside. Maybe our babies should get fresh air. Or maybe we just got the game all the way messed up in America and we are just a little too crazy because there are places in the world that are so safe, you can leave your newborn infant outside by its lonesome. Think about that. Think about that for a second. But when I saw this, the dad in me immediately went to judging. I would never have left my baby alone outside. I don't even leave my kid in the car. I would never do such a thing. I started judging right away. But maybe the people in Denmark actually got it right. And that is just one of the things I have learned about parenting, right? Is that nobody really knows what the hell is right, right? Even us as a whole country might have this shit wrong. 
And that's crazy because I try to keep that in my mind when raising my son, right? Raising my child. I know I love my boy so much. We started the show talking about him. And I'm going to finish the show talking about my boy because something happened that tested my parenting skills, right? And things like that happen all the time. If you are a returning listener, you have heard me talk about multiple things where either I've done the right thing or I've not done the right thing in being a parent. And I try to be very, very cautious on the things I teach my son, the ways I raise him, because too many times, especially as us black men, we we instill womanizing or like being a player right or just you know things that we teach our kids to be men right teach our boys to be men or or and sometimes it's a little outdated right so i try to keep that in mind because even though i love the way i am i wouldn't change myself for anything i do understand that there was ways that i was raised that necessarily wasn't the right way so i try to keep an open mind right so my son's mom hits me she's like i'm furious i'm so mad i almost beat a kid up and I'm like, yo, what happened? Like, what went wrong? I guess my son was at the park playing, right? Like boys do. And he was on a tire swing. And another boy was spinning him on the tire swing. And they were having fun. But I guess the little boy started spinning my son too fast. And my son began to tell him, yo, stop. Slow down. Slow down. I don't want to be on here no more. Slow down. I'm scared, right? He was trying to let the little boy know, trying to communicate to the little boy. The little boy didn't care. The little boy didn't care, and I guess continued spinning my son fast, so fast to the point where my son flew off and busted his lip. So, um, so immediately, his mother got upset and got mad because, of course, my son is crying. Of course, he's sad. Of course, he's upset. But he didn't retaliate. All he did was cry tell his mom, shake it off, and then go back to playing and having fun like little boys do. Now, like I said, I am not raising my son necessarily the same way that my parents raised me. If something like that would have happened to me and I did not defend myself, I probably would have got a beating when I got home. My parents did not play that. They would never allow me to let somebody to hurt me physically and me not defend myself. I was always taught to fight back, be a fighter, be strong. Men fight back. Men don't let nobody punk them. If anybody ever touches you, you make them regret it. You don't start a fight, but you damn sure finish it. Because that was always the question, right? If I ever got in fights in school, which I got in a few, I would come home. My dad would ask me, son, did you start it? And I'd say, no, sir. Then he would ask, son, did you finish it? And that answer better be yes, sir, because if I got beat up by somebody else, more than likely I was getting beat at home as well because you don't go out like that, right? My dad used to always tell me, make people regret ever messing with you. Now, that is something I have told my son from time to time if somebody physically touches him, hits him, or harms him, right? But it's not something I felt like I needed to say in this instance. So when she told me the story, I said, oh, okay. And I chalked it up to boys being boys. And I didn't say nothing. When me and him talked on the phone, I didn't bring it up. I didn't scold him. I didn't correct him or tell him he did anything wrong. Because in my mind, he did exactly what we are raising him to do. We are raising him to be an emotionally intelligent young man. We are raising him to be a lover. We are raising him to be smart and conscious with his emotions. Things that I was not taught as a child. We are trying to teach him those things so that maybe one day he can grow up and be a well-adjusted, not only a well-adjusted man, but a well-adjusted human being that knows how to communicate and deal with his emotions. I can be very honest with you all. I am not the best communicator when it comes to my feelings and my emotions. I am not the best at even understanding some of the feelings and emotions I have and I can truly say my son is not that he is very very self-aware he is very great at communicating what he's feeling and what he's thinking and it is something I honestly admire about him because if that is a skill set he can keep through his adult years 
Can you imagine what he'll be able to accomplish? So, like I said, I heard that story and I said, you know what? Listen, I'm not proud of it. If I'd have seen it, I probably would have felt some type of way as well. But I am not going to put the things that my parents put on me on my son because maybe that is just not him. I was a fighter. I was crazy. I broke a kid's nose in like the first grade. But my, my dad loved it because I didn't start the fight. I finished it, right? And my parents, so my dad told that story every day. He tells it all the time. He loves that story. He loves that I was a boy that defended myself because, you know, saying you, especially as a dad, you don't want no son as a punk, right? You don't want that, right? Especially back then, right? That's kind of how OGs raise their kids, right? Like, like I said, I'm not saying this to clown my parents for how they raise me. Like I said, I'd much rather be the way I am. But I recognize that my son is different. I recognize that maybe he will have a better future because of the way he is. So, like I said, I didn't say anything. And his mom hits me up the next day and is kind of like, kind of upset with me. Like, yo, why didn't you say nothing to dom about what happened like you don't care like you ain't gonna tell him like he needs to defend himself like what's up and i was confused because in my mind we're following her route right in my mind she's the one that doesn't want her son to end up crazy like his dad right like we all know and then me either right so like we're following her lead and i'm fine with it because i agree i do think he needs to be emotionally adjusted and i do understand that you can only fight so much right because eventually you're gonna get the cops called on you eventually you're gonna be in danger or you could really really hurt yourself so i am very much aware of that right i'm very much aware of the things that he could actually lose by getting into an altercation so that's what i tried to explain to her i explained to her like listen You've told me you wanted an emotionally intelligent child. You tell me you want a child that makes better decisions, that isn't angry, that isn't going through the things that maybe some other kids in more aggressive households go through. And then I also explained to her about some of my trauma and some of my things that happened because of me defending myself. I remember in fourth grade, this kid did something I didn't like and touched me in a way I didn't like. I think he like tackled me too hard or something. It was something where he was trying to harm me. And I tried to let him know to calm down, but he wouldn't listen. He kept trying to harm me. And so what I had to do is I had to put hands on him. I had to put hands and feet on this little kid. And I was a little kid as well. And I beat him so bad that I got in a lot of trouble. His mom worked for the school and she tried to call the cops. She tried to call the cops because I committed bodily harm onto her child. I'm a fourth grader. But in her eyes... I am an angry little black boy that's dangerous, that could hurt her son, that could see her son at any time and harm him. So she needs to get this little black boy away from her son. That was her energy. Now, thank goodness I have amazing parents that protected me and defended me and that knew Brian's not an aggressive kid. He's not even an aggressor. He had to have been tried. And if he is tried, we have taught him to defend himself and handle his business. So luckily, my parents have my back. But imagine if they weren't able to get me out of that situation. A fourth grade boy getting the cops called on him. Imagine what would have happened to me. Imagine how that would have changed the trajectory of my life. Fast forward to years, and I've been in plenty of altercation, but fast forward to years to where I'm in college. And I get in an altercation at a movie theater with a gentleman that we are doing something with in my fraternity. We are trying to donate money to this gentleman. He is homeless, and I am there to deliver the money as a good Samaritan would. I pull up, deliver the money, and in this man's mind, I think he maybe had some issues. He felt that the money wasn't enough and that maybe I had stole some of it and I had a problem. So, like I said, this is at this man's job. He's working at the movie theaters. I just came to drop it off. 
I don't know what had happened. I think maybe I had my phone in my hand or I set my phone down because, like I said, I was trying to explain to this man, hey, yo, what's going on? Like, I was very confused. I just brought you a stack of money. You ain't had to do nothing for it. What's going on? So somehow he ended up with my phone. And I'm like, hey, bro, like, let me get my phone back. Like, what you doing? And he's like, not letting me get my phone back. And so I go to snatch my phone. And, like, I guess me going to snatch my phone made him think it was on and popping. So he's like, oh, bet. We about to go outside. And he pushes me, right? He pushes me and then continues to, like, walk outside as if me and him about to bang outside right and like i said i was raised to if somebody touches me i have the green light to do whatever i want to this said person right and i'm a young college kid i'm probably like a freshman still so like i am just really a, like becoming a man i'm only 18 years old i'm very very young and like i said i still have the kid mindset to where i'm like oh well if i beat this person i'm just gonna you know they're just gonna separate us and have us go about our business right so the minute he pushed me starts walking off i grab him and i beat this brother down i beat him down he's dripping in blood and i beat him in the middle of the movie theater like i said i'm in college and i go to a small college town so there's people from work that are there there's people from my school probably professors there's all kind of people seeing this and because i'm beating him down so bad the cops get called and they rush because of course it's a movie theater and it's a it's probably like a friday night or saturday night so there's cops out there because it's in the middle of downtown it's in the middle of the city so cops are there very very quickly i can only get a few hits in on a guy enough to make him leak but it looks bad it looks as if i just beat up somebody that works in the movie theater nobody knows what's going on right so not only do the cops come and cuff us both up but i actually get charged with assault a battery and disturbing the peace now i was defending myself i was completely in the right i was actually doing a charitable donation at the time but it didn't matter at that very instance i was a six foot two 200 pound angry black man that terrified every single person in that building did it matter that I was a college student? Did it matter that I had a great job? Did it matter that I came from great parents who raised me right? It didn't matter at all in that instance. All I was was an angry black man that physically assaulted and harmed somebody else. And I got charged that day. And I remember calling my father and telling him what happened. And it was crazy because there was nothing he could do for me. There was nothing he could do to help get me out of that situation or to get those charges dropped. Now, luckily, I was able to defend myself and get those charges dropped and they never got and they never stuck. However, it was crazy. And I'm sure for my father, it was crazy because he raised me to be this way. He raised me to defend myself as a man and let nobody ever try me. And I did exactly what my father taught me to do. And I didn't feel like I was wrong. I felt like I did exactly what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to defend myself. I couldn't let him walk off of my phone. I had to get him right. I had to let him know, hey, bro, I'm the wrong one to mess with because that's how I was raised. But in that very moment, it all dawned on me. One, I'm not a kid anymore. Two, there is consequences to my actions. I could go to jail. I could be put away for harming somebody, for defending myself, not doing anything wrong, but for defending myself. So why would I want to instill that into my son when he doesn't have to have it? A lot's at stake. He could be in danger. So do I want to tell him to defend himself? Or should I tell him to walk away? But what happens if I tell him to walk away and then the rest of his life he gets walked all over? He can't find love because women don't expect him because he's a punk, right? Quote, unquote. Because he's too nice, because he's soft. 
Or do I allow him to be this emotionally intelligent man and maybe, just maybe, he ends up being the best covert man that ever was. The most well-adjusted covert man that's ever existed. Because that's what I'm aiming for. The way my son loves his intellect, his heart, it's nothing like I've ever seen in a covert man. And I truly feel that this little boy is the best of us. And I have to do everything I can to do right by him. So is me getting mad at him and telling him to be tough, punch that kid in the face, hurt that kid, fight back. Is that me being a good father? Or am I setting him up for failure? Because the real world doesn't work like that. My son is going to be bigger than me. He might be 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, He's going to be a big black man. And that's all they are going to see when he walks around these streets. That's all they are going to see when he yells or gets upset or gets worked up. He is going to be an angry black man. That's what happens to me wherever I'm at. I raise my voice just a little bit. You see people start to get scared. Even my own family. Tiptoes around certain things because when you get to a certain point, when we get mad, when me and my father, we get mad, it's a very physical mad, right? Like we bow up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We might be not yelling or maybe not cursing, but we're going to make you feel that intimidation. It's just how we both came up. Because we were raised to defend ourselves and be strong black men, right? But maybe we're not strong. Maybe my son is strong because he is able to just shake stupid, petty things off and just continue about his day. He's able to shake it off and go back to playing because he's above the nonsense. And when I see and hear things like that, I envy that. I envy that because I've never, never had that type of self-control in my life. Somebody steps to me, somebody says something to me that I don't like, I have to retaliate. I have to respond. I have to get the last word in. And let me tell you, that has harmed me way more than it's helped me. Relationships end. Friendships end. Family ties get a little strained because I have to defend myself. I have to speak up for myself. But really, that's just ego, right? Really, what does that give me? So I have these dilemmas and conversations with myself when raising my child because just like this Denmark story, I don't have all the answers. I don't necessarily know what's the best way to raise your kid. Because like I said, Denmark has one of the lowest kidnapping rates in the world. America has the highest. But we would see something like that and think, oh, heck no, not with my kids. But that's just proof and goes to show that we do not have all the answers. I do not have all the answers with my kid. But one thing I will do is try my best to work not only with his mother, but his other family members to try to find the best solution. Thank the Lord when I was explaining that to her, she heard me and heard what I was trying to say. And it's not that her way was wrong. It's not that the way my parents raised me was wrong. It's just what do we want out of the future? I always think 10 to 15 years from now. And I'm always like, what's at stake? My dad was really, really hard on me. Anytime I lied, anytime I did something mischief, anytime I did something I knew I wasn't supposed to do, he came down on me hard. Not because he hated me, not because he didn't love me, but because he knew what was at stake. He knew that one day I was going to be a black man in this world and I would need to know how to move accordingly. Because as a black man, you can move completely perfect. You could do everything right and still end up shot and killed by a cop. 
still end up wrongfully accused for something you didn't do. Or you can end up in jail and in cuffs for just defending yourself. That is what's at stake as a black man. And that is what I feel is at stake for my son as he continues about this life and gets older. Ladies and gentlemen, I share this story with you not to act like I have the answers or like even the way I handled that situation was correct. I really don't know. Only time will tell. I tell you this story. I share this with you because we have to understand that we do not have all the answers in life. Whether it's parenting, whether it's adulthood, whether it's relationships, whether it's family, we do not have all the answers, nor do we need to have them. The only things we can do in this life. Is try our best to not only put the best foot forward for ourselves, but hope that we set a good example for others that may be following us. It might not just be your kids. It might be coworkers, maybe friends. There's a lot of people looking at you at all times. And you do not have to have all the answers, but the best thing you can do is try to move forward in the best way possible and understand what's at stake. Because it's not always what's just right in front of you, right? It's not always that immediate moment. Sometimes there's more going on. Sometimes there is another day. Sometimes there's 10 years from now. This decision you make can affect 10 to 15 years from now. So be very, very careful. Because I don't have all the answers for you. I can't tell you what to do. And you don't have all the answers for yourself. And you can't tell me what to do. But the best thing we could really do is know that we know nothing. But try our best to move with love, with kindness. And be like my son Dom when hits the fan, when haters is in your face, when the man comes and tries to stop your shine, shake it off, walk away, and continue about your business. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 39. Episode 39. We're almost at 40 of the greatest podcast in the world. Your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, your mama's favorite podcast, the out of character podcast as always i am so grateful to be your host my name is brian colbert my friends call me bc you could call me bc too if you listen if you're listening we appreciate you for listening if you're a first time listener thank you for being here thank you for rocking with us thank you for chilling with us all through episode 39 we hope you like we hope you subscribe we hope you follow we hope you share if you are returning listener welcome back family thank you for being here we could not do what we do at out of character Without y'all support, without y'all love, I appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate y'all commenting. I appreciate y'all asking me questions. I appreciate y'all laughing and enjoying these stories in this time. I love it. I say it every episode how much I enjoy doing this, how much I love talking to you all. I'm going to keep going, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to try to make it three weeks in a row, four weeks in a row, five weeks in a row. We're going to try to get this popping because there is nothing I enjoy more than doing this right here, than potting with y'all, than talking to my out-of-character family, and making content for y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, this is episode 39 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. And as always, God bless. <laughs>